Welcome to Money Talks, a series of interviews with me, Liam Halligan, Economics and Business Editor of GB News. In this episode, I talk to Francis Egan, CEO of Quadrilla, an oil and gas exploration company which has been assessing the opportunity to frack gas reserves across the UK, particularly in Lancashire. Speaking to me in Blackpool on the day, Ofgem announced a 54% rise in the price cap for household fuel bills. Egan refers to the sharp increase in UK wholesale energy prices as a colossal failure in government energy policy, a disaster in the making for at least 10 years. Egan claims that fracking has been demonised by well-funded opposition groups, and he points to scare stories of water being polluted or gas coming out of people's taps, all of which he says are nonsense. The Quadrilla CEO wants Boris Johnson to reverse the moratorium on exploring for shale gas immediately, which he says will create jobs, raise tax revenues and reduce energy costs in the north of England in the seats that the Prime Minister needs to win to keep him in power. Can I put to you an awful lot of people, particularly on a day like today when energy prices have gone up so much for ordinary people, the result of high wholesale gas prices and indeed oil prices, they're over $90 a barrel now, heading for triple digits again, the highest since 2014. A lot of people are saying, why don't we just frack? We've got lots of hydrocarbons underground here in the UK. Why do you think fracking is so controversial? Well, uh, I think there are a number of strands to that. I think the, the, the first point I would make is, is that the wholesale, uh, that the increase in the wholesale price is a colossal failure in government energy policy. Uh, this is a, 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 a disaster that's been in the making for at least 10 years. Uh, I've been in this job uh, trying to persuade the government for 10 years to get on with this, and I've dealt with 10 separate energy ministers in that time mm. frame. And that gives you an indication of, you know, uh, of uh, uh, the, the kind of focus, or rather lack of focus that's on this. And lack of gas storage, of course. So when these swings in wholesale prices arrive, which are a function of global supply and geopolitics, if we haven't got lots of gas stored... The UK is more vulnerable buying that gas on what we call the spot market, right? The UK and, and Europe, for that matter, both of whom have, have taken a, a, almost a criminally negligent approach to their energy policy. For example, today, the wholesale gas price in the United States is six times lower, mm. six times mm. lower than it is in, in the UK. And they are fracking. And they are fracking, because they are effectively self-sufficient in gas. So there is this kind of uh, narrative that there's nothing we can do about this, this is international gas prices, we're at the mercy of the market. That's not the case. If that was the case, the wholesale gas price in the U.S. would be the same pretty much bar transportation costs than the wholesale price here. It's not. It's order of magnitude different. We should be developing our own resources, onshore and offshore. You talk about onshore and offshore. Offshore, we've got some political leaders in the U.K. who don't even want us to develop more oil exploration in the North Sea, not least Nicola Sturgeon. But a lot of political leaders and indeed a lot of the public opinion polls show are concerned about onshore land-based oil and gas drilling using this method of fracking. So I put it to you again, why has it become so controversial, a method that's used across the United States and indeed across many other oil-producing and gas-producing countries across the world? Well, I think because fundamentally it's been demonised by uh, a well-funded opposition group and, and associated scare stories. And that, that's, that's my opinion. Uh, as you say, this is not new technology. Mm. This has been going on in the United States for at least 20 years. Mm. Uh, to my knowledge, no one has been seriously injured, much less 
killed in, 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 in doing it. Uh, but, but, you know, when, when uh, we were in operation here in, in Lancashire, every day I'd wake up to stories of water being you know, polluted or uh, gas coming out of people's taps, all of which are nonsense, but, but uh, have been repeated so often that they've become urban myths and, and made it very difficult to, to operate. Couple that with, a, with a politicians who, who haven't had the staying power to, to stick with it, uh, and we are where we are today. Now, about 80 miles up the road, north of here, is Cumbria. There's been a public inquiry about opening a coal mine in Cumbria, which many local people want. Again, opinions are mixed. It will bring jobs. It would lower the price of coal here in the UK. It may then lower the price of steel. Lots of knock-on effects. Now, Quadrilla isn't specifically involved in that coal mine, but I think you're lumped together in the same kind of basket, if I may, from a, a, a sort of opinion point of view, certainly in the House of Commons, talking to lots of people... And it seems to me after the COP26 summit in Glasgow, which Britain headed and Boris Johnson banged the drum, the political environment for you, for those who are trying to get that Cumbrian coal mine off the ground, has become even tougher. How sure are you, how optimistic are you that in the end you will get the permissions that you need? Well, I think politics responds to public opinion. We all know that. And today's announcement that people are going to have to pay, you know, 50% more, £700 on average for their gas. It's a big, big increase. It's a huge increase. And, 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 I, and I read somewhere that said there was a once-in-a-lifetime increase. Well, it's not once-in-a-lifetime. It's twice in a year. Market. You, know? <laughs> you look at wholesale gas prices more than I do. Well, Ofgem will announce another price increase in October. Yeah. So it's twice in six months, not once-in-a-lifetime. And there is absolutely no guarantee that gas prices are going down. In fact, if Russia invades Ukraine, we're just at the foothills of where the gas price might rise to. So, you know, the, the, this, the, the public are slowly waking up to the fact that we have prioritised clean energy supply, which is, which is good, but have completely forgotten about the security and affordability of energy supply. Now, in a former life, I was an oil and gas analyst, believe, believe it or not. I know lots of people in the oil and gas industry, when they talk about renewables, they think, yeah, there's something in renewables. We need to shift towards renewables. We need to shift towards hydrogen, making hydrogen from renewable energy, turning it into green ammonia. All these different ways of weaning ourselves off oil and gas. What would you say about renewables, even though you are clearly somebody who is trying to make a living out of oil and gas? Well, I've absolutely uh, no issue with renewables. I think, and I agree entirely, we, sh we should shift to renewables, uh, but we shouldn't, uh, in the process, you know, throw the baby out of the bathwater, so mm. to speak. You know, the, 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 even the Climate Change Committee, uh, who have a fairly you know, uh, aggressive stance in terms of the pace of shift to renewables, say that we will be re using natural gas out to 2050 and beyond. Yet we're shutting off all domestic sources of, of supply. We're, in effect, uh, exporting our, our, um, our supply to Russia, to uh, Middle East, and we are even importing shale gas from the United States. Um, but at the same time, and, and we don't, we don't uh, you know, account for the CO2 from that in our books, so we can claim we are going uh, CO2 net zero, yeah. when actually what we're doing is exporting our supply to somewhere else. Do you think, despite all the razzmatazz, uh, of COP26, given that now the rubber's hitting the road, energy prices are rising. It's a really big political issue, not just for low-income and vulnerable households, but for middle-income households too. The Chancellor unveiling a massive multi-billion pound 
support package, lots of which will fall again on consumers. Do you think the political climate may now shift in your direction? You must think you've got a chance, or you wouldn't, wouldn't still be doing, Francis Egan, with all respect, what you're doing. Well, I, I, I think there is, there is every chance that it will, and it should, uh, because gas is part of the answer. Uh, and it's a significant Relatively part of the Relatively clean as a hydrocarbon, well, is it, the, the, compared the, to oil or coal? Exactly. I mean, the European Union have, have, have uh, you know, qualified it as renewable. Yeah. Um, uh, so there is, there is every incentive for the government to uh, explore and exploit the country's gas reserves. It will create jobs, it will create tax revenue, and it's, it's certainly better for the environment than importing it from Russia or across the, sea, the Atlantic from, from America. Uh, so we should be doing it. Are you getting any signals at all from civil servants, from officials, from ministers, even from MPs in the House of Commons, that in the end you might get the permissions you need? Because it's not just about lowering energy prices here in the UK or stopping them from rising even more. It's all about, also about jobs and regional growth, isn't it? Fracking in a part of the UK like this, like Blackpool, like Lancashire, further up the coast in Cumbria, it could really revitalise at least part of the economy. Absolutely. I mean, Quadrilla, on its own, spent £300 million in, in, in just exploring for shale gas here in Lancashire, and that was just the beginning of, of the campaign. Uh, we were employing 100 people here. We're, uh, we're, we're down to next to nothing now, but 100 people down the road from here, uh, where we sit in Blackpool, which has got one of the highest unemployment rates in the country. Um, so, you know, the, the opportunities are, are evident. Um, and I think there are plenty of MPs in the House of Commons who, who, who are prepared to, uh, to support it and hopefully publicly prepared to support it. I wouldn't claim that there's a majority of MPs, but I think, you know, the announcement today, the Chancellor giving us our own money back to, 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 uh, to yeah. lower the, the, the prices, <laughs> will we'll have a lot of people scratching their heads. Says, Why are we importing gas? Why are we importing shale gas from the United States when we have it beneath our feet here? So finally, Francis Egan, we're grateful to you for, for coming in. We do appreciate it. But finally, what is your message to Boris Johnson here and now, post COP26, but also post this off-gem energy price rise that's going to cause him a big political headache ahead of these May local elections? What can fracking do for him and his political future? What can Quadrilla do for him and his political future? Well, I think he needs to, to reverse the moratorium immediately on, on uh, exploring for shale gas, um, make clear that government policy is to support it, and then we'll create jobs, tax revenues, and, and reduce energy costs, um, all here in the, in, across the north of England, which is the seats he needs to keep them in power. Francis Egan, CEO of Quadrilla, my latest Money Talks guest. Very good to see you. Thank Thanks you. for coming in. Thank you. Thanks a lot for listening to Money Talks with me, Liam Halligan, Economics and Business Editor of GB News. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube or wherever you're listening. Do subscribe to this podcast and also check out my daily television show, On The Money, at 1pm Monday to Friday on GB News or via the GB News app. GB News, Britain's news channel.